Welcome to our Bible teaching. We're going to continue a series tonight looking at miracles, looking at the manifestation of the power of God. You know, all, all over the Bible from beginning to end, you see God's power manifesting. So we've been doing a series, we're studying miracles in the Bible, but we're not just studying them so we can learn about things that happened in Bible times. We're studying these things because I believe God wants to manifest his power more today. God is looking for Christians who will begin to learn how to get the power of God flowing in their lives, active in their lives and working. I mean, it's one of the things that a lot of Christians have struggled with. They've struggled to really get the power of God showing up. And they're believing God for things and they're believing for healing and they're believing God to do things. But it just seems like they can't cross that line of getting the power of God to manifest, to do something. So we're, we're, we're teaching about this a little bit because I believe God wants us to start crossing those lines. To, to, to actually step in to the manifestation of his power in our lives. So we're looking at some things from the word of God. In many times people, you know, as Christians, we've, we've gotten used to just leaving it all up to God. Just, you know, if God wants to manifest his power, you know, we'll just leave it all up to him. And it's all and, 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 and the church often has led people to believe this idea that, well, you know, it's just up to the spirit of God when he wants to do things. And in some contexts that is applicable. But when it comes to your own life, when it comes to receiving the, the power of God in your own life, it's not just up to the Spirit of God. It's, it, it, the Bible shows there are things that we do that get the power of God working and active in our lives. And then, and, and then obviously, and this follows on from some things I said a, a, a while ago in the previous series, that it's not just about getting the power of God active in your life. God is wanting to raise up a generation of people who become vessels that his power can flow through. He's wanting to do more through his people. And, 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 and I believe that this series will help stir you up for that. So hello, I'm seeing the greetings, Diana and Jackie, and, and, and thank you. It's good to see you. But we're going to get straight into the word of God. And we're going to talk about some, uh, the, the power of God manifesting in some specific areas tonight. But before that, I want to still continue laying some groundwork and, and you know, we, we, we remind you of some things. The word miracle in the Bible, very often, not every time, but very often, it is the word for power. And, and, and you see, in the English Bible, we see, sometimes we see the word power. Sometimes we see the word miracle. Sometimes we see, you know, even to be honest with you, sometimes the word might it's translated differently. And, and there's some places in some English Bibles, the word strength is actually the word dunamis. I, I don't know why the, the translators took that one word and translated it four or five different ways. And, 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 and I think sometimes we lose a little bit about what God's saying here when we don't begin to realize that this is the same word. It's talking about the same thing. See, Paul talked about the, 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 the God working in me mightily in, in, in Colossians. And nowhere in there do we see the word power in the English. But actually the word mightily is the word dynamis. It's the same word. And, and, and one thing you see, Paul, Paul, Paul often talks about the power working in me working in me. He spoke like this. It's all over his writings. 
He's talking about according to the power which is working in me, the working of his might in me. And he, Paul was talking like this. You see it over his writings, referring to himself over and over again. And this is what I want you to learn to start doing. I want you to start to learn to talk about the power active in my life. Many Christians have, have started to, to get a hold of the truth that God's power is in me. You know, we, we know scriptures like Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, where, where it says that, you know, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so there's Christians that say, well, you know, I've got the Holy Spirit, so I've got the power. And then you look and you say, is it ever showing up? Is, is that power ever, ever actually manifesting and doing something? So what I've, what, what, what I've been trying to show you in this series is that there is a big difference between power present and power working or working power, active power. And very often the Bible, it uses more than one word to talk about working power. See, God puts his power in us. But if we don't know how to cooperate with that power, it stays inactive. It's, just, it's in us, but it's not doing anything. I'm going to show you some scriptures that there are some things we need to start to do that will get that power active. Now, we've referred to the scripture in Ephesians where, hello, seeing all the greetings. Good to see Mark and, 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 and Masi and, 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 and Elu, some of the others there as well. Now, we've referred to the scriptures in, in Ephesians 1. Now, Ephesians 1, Paul is praying for the church. And he's, he's praying that the eyes of our understanding will be open. Now, you might have heard this prayer before, but don't tune out just because you've heard the prayer before. There's something in it. There's a reason Paul prayed this. And one of the things he prayed for in that prayer, that we would come to know the, 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 the exceeding greatness of God's power. Many Christians have not come to know this yet. We know God is powerful, but we've not really got the revelation. Paul made it his life's mission. He said in Philippians that I may know him. He didn't stop there. And the power of his resurrection. Paul, Paul made it his mission to get a hold of the power of God in his life. And, and, and he, he, this is something God, God is, I believe God is opening this truth up in a new way. You know, I, I, I remember years ago when I was in Bible school and I heard prophecies. And one of the prophecies was this, that in the end times, there is going to come a greater understanding of the operation of the power of God. I'm not quoting the prophecy directly there, but I remember that. That says there was some, there's going to come further light. And I believe this is part of it. I believe we're stepping into this. Many Christians have heard the powers in me. But now God wants us to learn how to get it operational, how to turn it on and how to get it functioning through our lives. Not just through one, and one or two people, but to raise up a people who know how to the power, have the power of God working in their lives. You see, so you've got the word dunamis, which is power, but you've also got the word working, uh, energia. It's a different word, and it means operational. So when Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he just used the word power. And that's because God puts the power in you, but it's up to you to get it working. We have to learn how to get that power functional and working in us. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to give you a scripture in just a minute where Paul tells you exactly what it is that turns that power on and gets, gets it functioning. Okay? But we need, I'm going to show it to you in the scriptures. 
But see, Paul, Paul, when he talks about the power of God at the resurrection of Jesus, he uses these words. He talks about the, the, the exceeding greatness of his power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. In other words, it wasn't just passive power. It was a display and a demonstration of active power, power that went into operation that caused a miracle to happen. And this is what will begin to happen as we begin to get a hold of this. See, Paul didn't just make it his life's mission to know the power that God released at the resurrection. He also made it his life's mission to, to get that power working in his life. This is why over and over again, he, he said, the power which is working in me. And this, these are the things you need to start saying. See, you, you need to start believing that not only is the power in me, but the power is operational. The power is active. The power of God is functioning and is working and is manifesting in my life. Many people say, oh, you know, I'm just believing God to, for his power to manifest. No, 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 no. You're getting it wrong. I'm not believing God for his power to manifest. I am believing that his power is manifesting. I'm believing that the power of God is working and is active and is turned on and functional through my life. This is what God's wanting us to step into. He put the power in you, but he wants you to learn how to switch it on and get it flowing through you as a vessel. Let me show you this in the scriptures. Let me show you if you go to the book of Galatians. Galatians tells us exactly how that power gets turned on. And very often, see, we don't, we don't, we don't recognize what these words are saying. And it's because the, the, the translators of the English Bible used so many different words. Like I said, for those of you who are just joining, the, the word dunamis in the New Testament is translated miracle, it's translated power, it's translated might, and it's translated strength. And so there, there are times when, when, when Paul talks about the, you know, that you might be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We don't realize that the word dunamis is in that passage. He's not just talking about feeling stronger. He is talking about the power beginning to become active in your life. And Paul talked about, like I said, in Colossians chapter one and verse nine, he talked about that. He, he said, I strive according to the working, to his working, which works in me mightily. And we look at that verse and think, well, that verse isn't talking about power, it's talking about might. But actually the word mightily is the word dynamis. And the word works is energia. And this is talking about, Paul is talking about, Constantly in his writings, he keeps saying this over his in his own life. He's talking about the power which is working in me, the power which is working in me. Why did he keep repeating this? Because Paul understood this is part of how you get it working in you. So he made it as he said, I'm striving and I want to understand the power of the resurrection. And then he began to say, I thank you, Father God, that power is working in me. That power is active in me. And he wrote it over and over and over and over again in his epistles so that you could get a hold of this. So that in this end times, in our day in which we live, a group of Christians will begin to get this revelation and begin to realize this is something we can start to step into. If we start to talk like Paul talked, he wrote this in the word of God, referring to himself so that we would learn from his example and start doing this. We need to start talking about the power which is active in me, the power which is working in me, the power which is operational in my life and is flowing and is manifesting and is showing up. 
That is a very different type of Christianity to, oh, Lord, send your power. And we're just going to wait for your power to show up. And when your power shows up, we'll have a revival. And when your power shows up sometime in the sweet by and by in the future, then healing will happen. That is a very different mentality. Paul didn't say the power which maybe one day will show up and work in my life. Oh, Lord, I pray for that power. Paul talked about the power which works in me. He, that, is present, that is present tense, works. He wasn't saying future. He said it is working in my life. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Now, this is another passage where we often don't realize the word dunamis is in this verse. As is the word working, energia. Both of those two Greek words are in this verse. This verse is talking about working, active, operational, functional power flowing through us. And this verse is going to show you how to get it active. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5 says this. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit... Okay, now the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. These two, these words are interchangeable. The Holy Spirit, that's why when the Holy Spirit's in you, the power's in you. So he's, he's talking about he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you. Works miracles. You see, the moment a lot of Christians read miracles, they switch off because they think, oh yeah, that's just, you know, certain anointed people that have miracles working through their life. And they don't realize that is the word dunamis. It is the same word that Jesus said is in every believer. It's in all of us. It's the same truth he's teaching here. I don't know why the English Bible, uh, translators had to translate it miracles in some places, power in other places, might in other places, and strength in other places. Because it disconnects us from the same truth, this common theme, which goes through the New Testament where Paul is trying to Teach us how to get the power functional and operational and manifesting and working through us as believers. God wants this. It's time for us to begin to step into this. And I'm teaching this series on the miraculous right now because I believe God is wanting to start to manifest his power through the body of Christ to a far greater level than has ever been walked in and experienced before. And I believe God is wanting to teach us how to get it happening. He's not just wanting a people who don't get the word working in their life and he just does it all for us. That's what God did for the children of Israel in the wilderness. He just did it all for them. Every time they needed a miracle, he turned up and said, well, I'll just do it all for you. Now, a lot of the church is still at that stage. They are still, well, God, we, you know, we, need, we need you to do a miracle, God. You know, you know there's this happening. That's what the children of Israel were in the wilderness were like. And if the miracle doesn't happen, they moan, they complain. But... The generation that came through Joshua was not a generation that that, that, that just let God do it all. They cooperated with God by believing his word and they were able to cross over into lines that the previous generation could not cross over into. See, there's two types of Christians. There's Christians who just always depend upon God to do it for me. And there are Christians who cooperate with God and that God is able to take them into a far more. This is what this is what God wants us to begin to see. God wants us to learn how to put his word into practice, be a word based people so that the spirit, he works with us, cooperates with the word of God, functional faith in our lives. And it begins to move in a greater level and a greater manifestation than we've ever seen before. I, I, I pray I pray right now for everybody listening that you will get this. 
I pray that you begin to see this. And I see the yes, Karen, working, walking in the healing now. Yes, the power is working. It is operational. And keep saying that, keep saying that, keep saying it over after this. So this is something to, Paul made it his lifestyle to speak that, the power which is operational and working and active in my life. I'm still trying to get to Galatians 3. <laughs> Galatians 3, 5. So he talks about he who supplies the spirit and works miracles. In other words, that is working operational dynamis, who, who who brings power into operation among you. Does he do it? Now, he there is God. Do it is, does he work miracles? Does he do what he's just referred to in the introductory section? Does he do it? Does does he bring this power into operation by, and he gives two things, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Wow. He's not talking about something about God in those two phrases. He's talking about something in you. Does he work his power? Does his power come into operation, working power by? Now, that word by is quite an interesting one. If you look that word up in the, in the original Greek, does he, work, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That word by, you'd be amazed. You can get revelations out of, out of prepositions in the Bible if you study them. It's not only the big words that will give you revelations. That word by, it means, it, it, is, it is a preposition and it means this. Something that denotes the origin or the cause of something. It means that, that it's something that causes something else. It, it is saying this, this is what causes it. In other words, does he work? Does he manifest and bring power into operation among you? What causes it? Is it the works of the law or is it the hearing of faith? And in fact, the answer to that question, and he goes on to talk about this because this is the point of what he's trying to show the Galatian church. It is the faith life that gets this functional. And the faith life is the life that is based upon the word of God. It is the life where we believe and we speak the word of God. And we begin to take hold of the word of God and begin to live by the word of God instead of, instead of by the works of the law. This is why God's been trying to teach us about this. God has been trying to raise up a people who know how to live by faith in his word. One of the other things about faith that the Bible teaches us is that when you believe something in your heart, you are supposed to speak it out of your mouth. Paul says, I believed it and therefore I spoke it. See, when you begin to believe the power is in me and you begin to say, okay, I'm going to start putting faith in working power in my life. I'm going to start putting faith in operational power in my life. The next thing you do is you start speaking that. You start speaking. This is what Paul was doing. This is what I referred to a moment ago. This is what he is doing all over his epistles. Is he is, but he's doing it in written form to teach you. Is he's talking, he's speaking out the power which is operational in me, the power which is working in me, the power which is manifesting in me. It is working in me. It is functional in my life. God wants us to start to turn that power on that he has filled us with. By starting to release out of our mouths, yes, I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me, but I have working power. I have active power. I have operational power flowing through my lives. The power of God is working and it is manifesting, causing miracles in my life. It is manifesting. It is working in my life, causing healing in my body. 
That is a very different mentality. So, well, you know, I'm just trusting God to heal me. No, the power is in me. It is working. It is active. It is operational. It is producing healing in my life. Healing is manifesting because power is working in me. And we can speak that over other areas as well. This is what over and over again. And I'm repeating this because I want you to get this. Paul repeated this. He was talking all the time. The power which is working in me. The dynamis which is functional in me. Things, that's, that's why he stepped into some things. That's why things began to happen through his life. See, Paul is showing us this is what causes the power to work. God puts his power in you, but this is what causes it to work, to function, to operate. Exactly what we're teaching on now. So I want you to get a hold of this. I really want you to see this. And that's why in this series, I'm talking about working power, operational power, manifest power, power that shows up. I don't want to be any Christians. Oh, yes, the power is here. The power is with us. Okay, where is it? Well, you know, it's in us. We felt it. You know, we all felt a nice warm feeling. That's great. I'm not, you know, warm feelings are nice. But God just doesn't, doesn't want that. He wants more. Let's put it that way. He wants power and manifestation. And over and over in the Bible, this is what happens when God's power showed up. Miracles happen. We call them miracles. The Bible calls it a working of dunamis. It is a working of power. It is, it is that same power that split the Red Sea right down the middle. It is that same power that, that multiplied food. It can do so many different things. And it's the same power that raised Lazarus from the dead. It's the same power. In fact, the exceeding greatness of that power that raised Jesus from the dead. It is resurrection power. It is the kind of power that can bring a body back to life. People say, oh, yes, you know, well, that was wonderful that it happened to Jesus. And that was wonderful that it happened to Lazarus. You know, we read these, these stories in the Bible. Oh, they're so wonderful. These miracles which happened 2,000 years ago. And then you say to people, okay, can God do that now? Well, you know, you know, yeah, 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 he could. You know, is he going to? Is that power going to manifest? Well, you know, it's up to the Lord, brother. You know, and they start to make all the excuses. It's one thing to read these things in the Bible. God doesn't give us a Bible full of miracles just to show us what he did 4,000, 3,000, 2,000 years ago. He did this to show us who he is. Because he wants us to start to function and operate in a God who manifests his power through his people. And it is time for the body of Christ. It is time for believers to start stepping into this. But do you really believe God can do it? That's what I've been doing in this series. Part of what, why we're we talking about miracles. One, I'm teaching you how to get this power working. Two, I'm expanding our thinking as what we believe can be done. Do you really believe God can do that? Do we really believe God can split an ocean down the middle? Well, you know, that was in the Moses' time. Yeah, excuses. <laughs> Can it happen now? But, you know, we're living in the in the technological age. You know, we know all the, you know, we're, we, we know, we, you know, we're in the information age and we know science and we know the, you know, and you know, you know no, no, yes, exactly, mom. No more excuses. Let's raise up a people who believe this can happen right now who believe God can do these things. I'm not talking specifics about he's going to do this right in front of you right now, but I'm talking about beginning to believe that the power of God can manifest in these ways in our generation, in our lives, right in front of your eyes. Is it possible Jesus multiplied loaves and fishes? Is it possible that you, in your kitchen, 
You're standing there with a loaf of bread and the power of God manifests and you break that bread in half and you look and you think, oh, it's just as big as before I broke a piece off. And you break another piece off and you think, oh, it's just as big as before I broke another piece off. Right in front of your eyes, multiplying, expanding bread. Is that possible? Is that actually possible? Do we believe it? Or are we just going to start talking ourselves out of it and not believing that God can move in our lives in these days today? Is it possible? Of course it's possible. God is running to raise up a people who begin to believe that Jesus said all things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Oh, yes, brother, I believe all things are possible. Well, you know, God, can, God, can God grow a leg? And here come all the excuses again. <laughs> Do we really believe the power of God can transform a brain damaged person and make that brain normal right then and there. I, do, I believe he can do that. Do we believe God can do these things? Do we have the confidence to, to say, I have the courage to believe that the God I serve is the same God that I see doing miracle after miracle after miracle in the Bible. Now, one of the areas I want to focus on tonight, you see, last week we talked about the power of God in the face of opposition. We talked about when demonic forces and sorcerers and the prophets of Baal came against it came into contact with the power of God. The power of God is far greater. But today I'm going to talk about another area of the power of God manifesting. Each of these, we're going to look at different types of miracles. I want to talk about miracles of provision. Miracles where God provided for people. He came through and he met their needs. He did something in the area where the miraculous power of God provided in a powerful way. Now people say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I believe God can meet my needs. You know, if I've got a salary of a thousand, you know, he can increase it to one thousand one hundred. Are you limiting God to just work through your salary? Do you believe the only way God can provide for your needs is through your salary? Because, oh, you know, the Bible says those who don't work, don't, you know, won't eat. I didn't say don't work. I just said, is that the only way he's going to provide the food that you eat? Is this, are we limiting God that the only way he can provide in my life it's through my work and my salary. Does that mean that the managing director of a company who earns a salary of 20000 a month is a Christian, is automatically going to be living a better life than a cleaner who's on £100 a week? That's the world system. That's not God's system. God, we can all, you can begin to trust God to live beyond. And I'm, I'm not saying getting yourself in debt. I'm, I'm, believe, I'm living beyond my salary, so I'm raking up the debt. No, I'm talking about... That, that you can begin to step into the power of God and begin to believe that the power of God is working in my life to provide. There are so many provision limits. In, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I read my mom's <laughs> text, no more limits. There are so many provision miracles in the Bible, not li limits. Take off the limitations and begin to believe in a God who can take me beyond my natural means and beyond where I'm at. There are so many. Just think about how many provision miracles there are in the Bible and ways when God moved in to provide. Some of them are maybe not as spectacular and some of them are spectacular, but there's a lot of them. Why did God put so many of them in the Bible? Because he wants us to begin to believe this is something his power can do. Okay. You go all, all the way back into Genesis. I'm not going to look at all of these because the, the time we're going through all of these, but just refer to some of these. All the way back in Genesis 22, when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac and they're on the way to, 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 to where they're going to do the sacrifice. 
He provided the manna. Most certainly he did. That's another one. You see, when Abraham and Isaac are on the way, and in Genesis 22, uh, Abraham, verse 8, he spoke out, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for for a burnt offering. And the two of them go all the way up onto, onto the mountain or wherever it was they were going. And Abraham's about to kill, kill, obey God and sacrifice his son. And God stops him. And it says in verse 13, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. And there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket. How did that get there? I was, I was just a coincidence. No, it wasn't a coincidence. That was the provision of God. That was God. God made sure that, that that provision was there. He provided the ram. Now, like I said, this, this might be one that you might think is not as supernatural, but as powerful. Okay. Manifestation of power. But that was God providing. And in fact, in the very next verse, Abraham called that place the Lord will provide, which is what often we quote Jehovah Jireh, or if you want to pronounce it all the correct ways, Jehovah Jireh or whatever. But we often say Jehovah Jireh. Okay. Genesis 26, here's another one. Isaac. Isaac is living in a land where there is famine in the land. Famine, lack. There's, people are struggling. Everybody, people are struggling for food, struggling to make it by. God says to Isaac, you stay in this land and I will bless you and I'll take care of you. The Bible says Isaac sowed in that land. And that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. It didn't take 10 years to happen. That, that means... Something, something happened to his seeds. Now, we often quote this in the sense of sowing financial seed. But for Isaac, this was real seeds that he put in a real ground where there was a real famine going on. And he put those seeds in the ground. And what happened? Something happened to those seeds where they, they didn't, those seeds didn't operate according to the laws of nature going on around them. Everything was in the, according to the natural world and the laws of nature is that those seeds can't produce. There's a famine. There's a lack. Things aren't growing. But God's power began to move in every single one of those seeds that he planted. And the Bible said he, he reaped a hundredfold harvest, an abundant harvest. Is it possible for God to do that in your life? When everybody else in the nation is struggling financially, is it possible when you begin to believe that the power of God is working in my life to provide, is it possible that you can begin to operate in abundance when everybody else is in lack? Of course it is. Of course it is. Let's talk about some of the more spectacular ones. Some of the bigger things. Well, you know, in fact, this maybe isn't one of the bigger ones, but it's one of the ones we forget. In the Gospels, one day, Peter's concerned about paying his taxes. And Jesus said to him, so I just go, just go, just go, drop a, drop, drop a line in the, in the water. You'll, you'll catch a fish. And the first fish you catch, open its mouth and the money will be in the mouth and go and take that to, 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 to <laughs> and pay your taxes. Money in a fish's mouth. So I need money. God has all kinds of ways of getting money to you. See, we limit God to think there's only one way he can get money to us. Can God put money in a fish's mouth or in any other mouth? <laughs> it's possible if you begin to believe it. These are provision. These are God providing for his people in, in amazing ways. See this for what it is in the, in, in, in the Bible. There are times that angels brought people food in the Bible. Angels brought food to people. Cooked them a meal. <laughs> and, and it's already been mentioned, the manna in the wilderness. We've talked about this. God providing food all over the ground every day for 40 years for his people. 
This is the power of God manifesting to provide beyond just what you could expect in the natural. Beyond what you can do in your own ability. Is it possible, like I said a minute ago, for a person who has a job as a cleaner to live the same kind of lifestyle as a managing director? You learn to trust God here, yeah, you can. You can. God has ways of doing this. If we begin to take off the limitations and begin to believe in a God who can do more and who can do beyond and begin to say his power is working in my life to provide. God's power is working, causing miraculous provision to take place in my life. The bitter waters in the Old Testament takes bitter water and, 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 and the power of God hits that water and the water turns into sweet water. That, that, you, we don't underestimate the power of that. Something changed in that water when the power of God hits it. Can God do that? Of course he can. God can change the chemical substance of something. In John chapter 2, you've got Jesus turning the water into wine. And these are some of the bigger miracles that we're more aware of. But I'm trying to show you how, how much in the word of God, the power of God manifested to provide. Don't limit God to your salary. Don't limit God to only providing for you in one way. Begin to believe. Get this power functioning and operational and work in your, working in your life. And there are all kinds of things God, that you can begin to step into. You can, for those of you who need healing, begin to put your faith in the healing power of God working in you. But these other areas as well. Begin to see in the word of God a God who is able to do incredible things. And there are no limits in him. Jesus, water into wine. I'll read parts of these verses. It's in John 2. John 2, Jesus is at the wedding. And in verse 3, they, it says, When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They've got no wine. There's no wine. In other words, there was lack. There was something lacking. See, people say, Oh, you know, God's not that concerned about those things. Well, I don't, it seems Jesus was. Seems Jesus, they had lack in their life. And Jesus didn't say, oh, you know, hold on. In my back pocket, I've got an extra 10 denarii. One of you can run down the shop and go get some extra wine. <laughs> he could have done that. But you know what? The power of God. And in fact, the Bible in, in this passage talks about the glory of God manifested through him. He manifested his glory. And, he, and, and most of us know the passage, but they had water. He said, bring all those water pots here. Fill the water pots up and take them to, to, to the, I think it was the master of the feast. What happened? God changed the chemical makeup of that water. The power of God went into the very chemical makeup. Changed, I don't know the chemical makeup of wine, but it changed from H2O to something else. Can God change the chemical structure of something if he has to? Of course he can. This is my God. Can God change the chemicals? What about, what about the time in the wilderness when Moses struck the rock? And water came out of the rock. So people try and explain these away, saying, well, you know, there was actually water inside the rock, and all he did was knock a hole in it, and all the water came out. You've got no evidence for that kind of garbage. Stop making things up to explain away the power of God. That was a rock. And then one time he struck it. The other time God told them to speak to it, he didn't. He struck it that time as well. But the same thing happened. Water, H2O, started coming out of a rock. <laughs> So I don't, know, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if God changed the chemical substance of the rock into H2O or if God just manifested water right there and there. I have no idea exactly how that miracle happened, but it's something, something incredible. 
Yeah, he changed the chemical makeup of water into wine. Stop limiting God. God can change the chemical substance of things if he has to. He, he, he created this whole planet. His power can do it far more than you've ever dreamed about. Take the limitations off. Stop thinking, I just don't see how we can get through this. And I don't see how, you know, I just really don't see how we're going to make it. I don't see how we're going to pay for this. And I don't see how we're going to do this. And I don't see how we're going to do this. No, stop. I'm showing you how you're going to do that. I'm showing you. You begin to start saying, yes, there's lack in my life. We don't have enough. But Father, I thank you that your power is in my life. And I put faith and confidence in your power in my life. And I thank you that your power is working power and that your power can manifest to provide and bring me through this situation. That is very different. Oh, Lord, we need a miracle. That is putting your faith and confidence in the working power, the, the manifest power of God working in you to do things. Now, now, don't tell God exactly what he has to do. He can, he can, his power can, can, can do one of them, a whole bunch of things to provide for that thing. Many ways that God can get that to you. If he has to change the chemical substance of something, he can do it. If he has to multiply something, he can do it. If he has to, if he chooses to, to provide through your job by giving you a promotion, he can do that too. In many ways it can happen, but don't limit him to one channel. Begin to believe in the power of God working in your life. We need to start stepping into this. And there's a lot of Christians that are getting afraid of things that are going on around the world and people getting afraid about some of the systems and things happening in the world. And I don't want to go on, on about that right now. But why do you think God is trying to get, raise up a people who know how to believe him? God, God is trying to raise up a people who know how to start believing when the world system doesn't function the way it should and there's things not going right. We, we can still walk in provision. We can still have our needs met. We can still have God functioning and doing things in our lives. Amen. I've already referred to this one, the, the, the multiplying of the feeding the 5,000 from a couple of loaves of fish and, and uh, a couple of loaves of fish, a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish. Can you imagine? I, I, I just, I, I'm, I, you know, you can tell I've been thinking about these miracles. Can you imagine taking a loaf of bread and breaking it? And the loaf, the loaf of bread is like this big and you break it and then you break it again and you break it again and you break it again. And, it again, and, it again, and suddenly you had this much bread and you suddenly realize there's this much. Where did all that come from? And you break it again and it multiplies again. Can he do that? He's done it before. He can change the chemical substance of things. He can multiply something and just cause it to keep increasing. Your bottle of Passata in the kitchen. You say, oh, we just got one more bottle of Passata here so we don't have enough for tomorrow. Begin to say, Father, I thank you. There's ways you can provide. Again, don't dictate to him which miracle he's got to do, but begin to believe he can do it. God can take that bottle of Passata in your kitchen and you pour that last bottle of Passata out. And before you know, you put you pour it into the pot, you empty the whole pot ready to cook a meal and you start cooking your meal for your family and you put all the other things in and the bottle, empty bottle sitting there on the side. You're not even looking at it. You're just cooking away and you look back at the bottle and go, is that a different bottle? What happened there? Did, did we have a second bottle of Passata? Because I just emptied that bottle. Where did my empty bottle go? And your kids are there and say, no, no, that's the same bottle. It's full again. It's full. And so the next night, you, well, we've obviously got another meal. And the next night you go and you say, okay, we're going to have another meal without Passata. And you pour your Passata in the meal. 
And then, and then you put your empty bottle on the side. And this time you think to yourself, something strange here. I'm going to watch this bottle. And you're cooking. And out of the corner of your eye, you're watching this bottle of Posada. And something just begins to happen. You just watch it literally fill up again with Posada. I'm not talking fiction here. I'm talking Bible. This is in the Bible. This is in Scripture. What about the widow woman? The widow woman in 1, 1 Kings 17. Elijah has said there's not going to be any rain on the land. He had to live through that drought. And God took care of him. God provided him first by the brook Cherith. Ravens brought him food. Do you see all these provision miracles? Manifestations of provision. They're all over the Bible. You begin to look how many there are. And anyway, so he's by the brook Cherith for a while there. And then, and then the, 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 the water dried up. Because it's a drought. Now, God could have increased that water and kept it going in that brook, but he chose to do it differently for Elijah because God wanted to use Elijah to help the widow woman as well. So God didn't increase that, do that miracle there, but he led Elijah to the widow woman. Here comes the prophet, comes up to this widow woman, and she's, she's just getting ready to cook her last meal. God brought somebody into her life who had the power of God working through them. And that meant that that drought didn't have to dictate, that famine didn't have to dictate the outcome. And the prophet said to her, it's all right, just give me some, some, some of that food. Now, I don't want to go into principles of sowing and reaping. Yeah, but, 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 but notice this woman, she just, she just, she says, okay, that's fine. She, just, she doesn't say, well, who do you think you are trying to steal my last meal? She's just got a simple faith. She, she says, fine, I'll share it. She's a giver. But and, and that's, that's another teaching. I'm looking at what actually happened, the miracle itself. And that Bible, the Bible says that that jar of oil began to multiply and multiply. And it never ran out. Well, no, I don't know about never, but didn't run out. Not for one day, not for two days. For the rest of that drought, which the Bible says was three and a half years. Every time she poured that oil out, she'd look back in and it was full again. This is in the Bible. This isn't fiction. The question is, do you actually believe that happened? And do you actually believe it can happen again? Do you? That's why I said that bottle of Passata, that bottle of milk, that bottle of orange juice in your fridge. Is it possible that the power of God can manifest through your life to provide? And to do miracles beyond your salary, beyond your bank account, beyond your natural income. Are there ways God can do this? Of course there are. If you begin to believe in a God who can do anything. And you take the limitations and you say, God, I'm not going to try to figure out how you're going to do this. But I believe you can. And, and not only do I believe you can, but I believe your power is working in my life to manifest to cause provision. Wow. We begin to get a hold of this. Just, I'm telling you, the manifestation, the things that God can begin to do through people's lives is over and over again in the Bible. Miracles of provision, water out of a rock, like I said. Manna. I'm trying to find some others here because I've just been preaching away and I've got some others written down. God provided meat for an entire nation in Numbers 11. The whole nation in the wilderness. Entire nation. And there, was, there, was a, there wasn't just 20 people there. We're talking somewhere between hundreds of thousands and into millions, depending on how you put the figure together. And yet every day for 30 days, God provided enough meat in a wilderness for that entire group of people. 
That is a that is a manifestation of the power of God. God, in that instance, God brought the meat to them. In other times, he multiplied it. In other times, he did other things to it. But here's the key. The power of God was able. The power of God could do these things. But the more you limit God, the more you just think that the only way God can provide for you is through your salary. The more you think, oh, you know, I've just got a little salary and, you know, we just, we, you know, we're just living this way. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just going out in debt, out, you know, going beyond where you're at and getting yourself into debt. So please don't run with this message and say, well, you know, I'm going to just get into debt and believe God. You know, we're going to buy a house 10 times the size. And we just, I'm not talking debt. I'm talking about God's provision. I'm talking about God moving in your life and the power of God doing things that are taking you beyond where you, your, your, your natural means and your ability to provide for yourself. If we begin to believe it's possible. So I trust and I pray that you guys begin to get that, like Paul prayed, begin to get a revelation of the exceeding greatness of his power. And I'm going to keep at this series for a while. And we're going to look at miracles in different areas, in different ways. We saw the power of God manifested against the forces of the demonic forces. We've now seen the power of God manifesting in provision, miraculous provision. We're going to see other, other things. And we're going to focus on these and stir you up and begin to believe what the power of God is able to do. And if we begin, Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. I'm stirring myself every day. I'm, I'm stirring myself up on this subject. And I have started doing what Paul is doing. And I'm talking about the power of God is working in me. If you believe in God for things, even if it's a different thing specifically to what I talked about tonight, I know there's people who believe in God for healing. But you see, we need to get beyond believing God for healing and start believing his healing power is active and is working in me. And it is doing what it needs to do to cause a result in my life. Amen. So thank, thank God. I believe people in here, I believe you're getting this. And I thank God. Let's just pray. Father God, I thank you right now that you give us an understanding. You teach us, you show us and help us to understand the exceeding greatness of your power, which you released and worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead. Father God, give us a revelation. We want to see it. We Like Paul, I want to say, I, I want to know you, but I also want to know the power of your resurrection. Teach us and show us how to get this power working and active in our lives to be a people who are walking in the manifest working power of God, active power. Father God, I thank you that you're giving us an understanding of this. And I thank you that we are stepping into a greater manifestation. And I believe, Father God, with some of the people in this group, I believe with them, Father God, for the things that we connect with them right now. And I, I agree with the people in this group, the people who listen to these teachings, who believe in God for healing in their lives. We agree and we thank you, Father God, that your power is released and is working and is active and is that healing is manifesting in their bodies. We stand as a group with those who, 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 who are believing for that. We thank you. Healing is manifesting in people's bodies. And we speak that out and we thank you that it is happening. And I thank you, Father God, in line with today's teaching, the people today who, who, who have financial needs, Father God, they begin to grab a hold of this and begin to believe this, Father God. I thank you that your power manifests in their life to provide. I thank you for provision miracles taking place. Thank you, Father God, that we are stepping into the working and manifestation of active power in our lives. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Now, I want to just say one more thing here before we end. There's two, there's two applications to this. I mentioned this to you at the start. The first is getting this working in your life. 
But that, to be honest with you, is the learning ground. That's where you learn to get the power working. But there are the, but but God wants us to become vessels. He is looking for me. See, there there are there are Christians out there. There are other people who have no idea how to get the power of God working in their in their lives. This is why God's trying. God wants all Christians to know how to do this. But there's a lot of Christians who are not there yet, and they need some of us to start tapping into this. They need a group of us to begin to start believing in the, the power of God manifesting through our lives. Because there's some people that, that, that you're going to come into contact who are going to need provision miracles like this. And, and some of you, some of you up until now, when someone comes to you and, 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 and says, well, you know, I'm the, I need help to pray that God will meet my needs. Hey, there's nothing wrong with doing this. You know, so I'll, I'll believe with you. I'll agree with you. Father God, I thank you that you provide for this person's need in Jesus name. And then you both part company. Some of you right now, God might want to manifest a miracle right in front of you for that person you're praying for. Multiply something. So you've got to believe this can happen through you. Some of you might say, God might want to manifest a miraculous healing through you and grow a leg right in front of your eyes. You say, oh, well, you know, that just happens in Africa for the big ministers. No, 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 no. We need to begin to believe that the power of God is working through us because some of you need to be, to, need to be the vessels that God can use to do these things. And that's why you're learning. Get it functioning in your life. But then let's become vessels that the power of God flows through into the lives of the people around us. Because we know how to get it working. And then we begin to experience it for other people. Amen. So I thank God this is stirring some people up. And I believe some people are being stirred up by this series. I certainly am. And I am, man I am focusing on this. Because I know we've, I'm going to keep at this until we get this functioning. And gr a group of us arrive, arise who've got it. Amen. So thank you. I'll read a lot of the comments afterwards. I've seen a lot of these. And people getting excited about this. The amen. And and Karen's manifesting him in the, yes, it is. Keep speaking it. Do exactly what Paul said. Like I said, talk about the working of his mighty power, which is working in me. And I thank God that that's going to happen and we step into it. Amen. So God bless you all. And um, just a couple of things as well. Uh, I'm planning in August to, to, to start doing some of our meetings live again. The meetings we're doing around the UK. We're just sorting out some dates, but a couple of those we've got, especially like in, in Warrington and the Cheshire meeting, we, we're going to be going live with those. I'm trusting God for some of the others. We're getting them live as well. And, and um, also the Bible courses are functioning. If anyone wants to study the word even more, I mean, I provide these teachings. We do other teachings, but some people are hungry and want even more. Well, I've got online Bible courses I do as well. And you can still sign up for those. So that's that's from these shores dot online are the Bible courses. Just start filling your life with the word of God. Become full of God, full of the word of God. And let's step into some of these things. Amen. So thank you too. Thank you, Mark, and some of the others. God bless you all. Thank you for the thank yous. But And, and God bless you. And I thank you, Father God, we're stepping into this. In Jesus' name. Amen.